Dispatches, a production of Blurb Inc., is an in-depth look at those living artistic lives. Each episode will feature photographs and audio interviews with narrative pioneers who have taken creativity and publishing in their own hands. From artists to authors, photographers to philosophers, Dispatches will reveal the faces and foundations of those who lead the creative way. Hello, everyone. This is Dan with Blurb, and I am in the ABQ today, Albuquerque, New Mexico, which I think is the city that Randall Tex Cobb said was the toughest city in the United States. So uh, luckily, I'm sitting here with a very friendly guy, Justin Thor Simonson. Justin, how you doing today? I'm doing very good. Before we go any further, I have to address the Thor. Uh, and, <laughs> okay. and I, you know, every, the first time I saw your name, I thought, God, that's that's either a really cool name to have or a name that you had to basically live up to as a kid because people would come and challenge the Thor. Well, yeah, so my parents wanted it to be my first name, but then they didn't want to have to explain this is Thor. And <laughs> <laughs> so it became my middle name, and uh, I didn't really go by it until high school, and, and I started going by it more and more, and um, got my first tattoos were lightning bolts, and That's I've, okay. I've lived by that idea of, you know, the stormy weather and yeah. I, th- I think all the good artists have either a single name, Bono, or three names. So I think you're you're doing all right. And where did you have you been in Albuquerque your whole life? I grew up in Placidas, New Mexico, and uh, which is where? Which is just north of um, Albuquerque. Okay, on the other side of the Sandias, tucked away, used to be a little um, northern New Mexico village, and then turned into a hippie commune. And then God, that sounds great. Now is uh, yuppie commune. So <laughs> yuppie commune. Yeah, that yep. that's ten, tends to be what happens these days. Yep. But uh, yeah, I've been here pretty much my whole life. Spent one year in Min- northern Minnesota. But holy cow. Yep. <laughs> then you got back here, luckily. Yep. So, and what do you do for a living? Um, for a living, to pay the bills, I do computer to drafting, and uh, been doing that the same office for eleven years now. So, it's. Have there been pretty dramatic changes in terms of the p- programming and the technology? Yeah, yeah. The the whole mindset of a drafter is kind of disappearing. The technology's wiping them out, but um, it's 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 fun. I love the technology side, so that's why I'm in it still. <laughs> and so, where? How old were you, and when did the whole photography thing first happen for you? It happened about 2006 or seven. Oh, so you're a newbie. Digital. Yeah, I started with digital. Um, I mean, I had shot, you know, family cameras, but uh, I think it was around 2007, started taking pictures with a little digital camera and then got a DSLR and went into that. And then it was all over. Then it was all over. Started chasing the the gear and all that. And And what was it about photography that made sense to you? It's being able to create something and not necessarily capture something, but create something because... My mom's a tattoo artist, and she can draw freehand. Did she do your tattoos? She did. Oh, nice. And I can't draw a straight line to save my life, I even though either. I'm a drafter. It's kind of weird. But um, So being able to create something that that's in my head, that's, that's about what photography was able to give me. So. And what did your mom think when you first started carting the camera around? She, she thought it was great. She, she well, I mean, moms are always the biggest fan. So. Oh, of course. Luckily. <laughs> yeah. We all, we all need at least one big fan. Yep. And so you are, have been working a lot in New Mexico, and I looked at your site recently, and basically your mission statement was along the lines of, 
look, I'm just going to focus on New Mexico and I'm going to go out into the field and whatever I find, I'm going to record and I'm going to start to archive this. And yeah. I looked at that and I read that and I thought, well, that actually sounds exactly like something that I would have said because I've been doing a similar thing. There's something about this state and this place that is completely unique to the world. And a lot of times people ask, oh, you know, you've done a lot of travel. Where's your favorite place to work in the world? And I always kind of go, look, I'm, this is probably not the answer you want, but New Mexico is, is, is as exotic to me as anywhere I've ever been. So when did this idea start? When did the website come around? And what is it about this place? So the idea started a few years ago, and I was had this grand ambition to record the northern New Mexico culture, and I was thinking up how I was going to do it with audio and video, mm -hmm. and, and I never got around to doing it. But then um, a couple months ago, I got tired of looking at my website and said, I'm just going to take all my pictures down that are just, they were just up there to make myself look good. And I was just, this, that's not what I want to be about with photography. Finally found the voice and said, it's going to be about New Mexico um, because I do want to create that story. And New Mexico, like you said, it's it, there's something about it. And I think it's the diversity that's here and the, the beauty, of course. But, the, I mean, just everywhere you go, there's, there's something that has that salt-of-the-earth feel to it. And it, it's old. I mean, yeah. you know, coming from living in Newport Beach on half of my time and Santa Fe and another one, you've got a city that just rolled past 400 years as mm -hmm. a capital. And you look at the architecture and the land. And there have been times when I've been shooting where you look out on a scene and you think, you know, if you if you took the automobiles out of the scene, it could be the 1800s, the 1700s or whatever. It looks very similar to what it did. And that's the culture here is is it's almost like a forgotten tribe of people that mm -hmm. were, you know, when you when you research the, the people who first settled the area and kind of go, wait a minute, I didn't read this in the history books. Like, wh where did this come from? Yeah. And, and there's there's these little pockets of other cultures, which is really fascinating to me. I mean, there's a, a pocket of, of Jewish immigrants in northern New Mexico that have kind of buried their history and it's kind of being pulled back and, you know, and it's being brought to light. And I mean, there's just a lot of little interesting things like that. And to hear the stories when people start telling to, and it's there because it's a lot of oral history in New Mexico. For sure. And that's that's kind of why the audio thing, you know, back when I was thinking I was going to record that. But the book River of Traps. Awesome. I think that book really cemented it for me. That's a phenomenal finding, book. Yeah, finding that in a, in a used bookstore was and great. And I'm trying to remember that was Alex... Alex, Alex Harris, Harris and William Du Bois. William Du Bois, who is, uh, who I know through uh, Joanna Hurley in in Santa Fe. But that book, the same thing for me. I got that book. I don't remember where I got it. I saw it this morning in my basement, and I thought the same thing. I just read that, and and I was shaking afterwards. Like this is something I have to start right now. So what you're asking to do or what you're wanting to do is a very difficult thing mm -hmm. because no one's going to pay you to go do that. You've got to yep. go do it on your own. So what's, what's the, what's the attack plan? Do you just go out when you can? Do you have a list of ideas? What do you do? I definitely have a list of ideas and, and it is kind of, um, happenstance that I happen upon that. And, you know, it strikes one of those ideas that I had in my head, um, because I work 40 hours a week at a desk job it, it doesn't leave me a lot of time, but it, it also allows me in my spare time to do whatever I want. I can go out and shoot, you know, just 
the Sandias, you mm-hmm. know, for a month or two or a year. Right. Um, and it's definitely a long-term goal. It's not a, you know, I want to do it by the end of 2015. It's you impossible. Know. Yeah, there's it's too impossible. much to cover. I mean, it's a never-ending thing, really. Yeah, because if you look at, let's, let's take Clovis, for example. If you and I drove to Clovis today, which I'm not recommending you do, <laughs> but if we did, we could probably work telling stories in Clovis until we, you and I can't really do this anymore. Yep. So you're right. It's one of those things that's a, it's like a phantom idea that you're actually going to complete this, but it's really exciting to think about it as you move along. Yeah. And, and the other project I have been working on for four and a half years is in my neighborhood of where my work is, which is right in Knob Hill, Highland area in Albuquerque. And it's a really unique, area as far as residential is concerned so i've been documenting that for four and four and a half years on my lunch breaks and that's finally starting to come around to actually be a project and a book and and a set of images that i'm happy with so that's going to be hitting my website sooner or later that I seems mean, like something you should take to the to the city of albuquerque i mean that, and, definitely. and definitely the museums here and even the school the university that would be a pretty interesting thing yeah and there's there's interesting things happening along route 66 here they're they're kind of revitalizing the neighborhoods and creating um different pockets they're called main street of america and i mean so there are definitely ways to tie that into all that because it it's starting to be recognized as what it was and yeah to me albuquerque is a city that it's it's full of surprises and a lot of times when pe- someone's never been here and they and you say where are you oh, i'm in albuquerque today oh my god what are you doing out there what what's there well there's actually a lot here and i think it's changing rapidly every time i come to albuquerque someone says hey have you seen the news such and such no i didn't even know about it so this place i think is going to explode and there's such a great history here of art and photography that it's it it deserves its due and yeah. and literally driving here i took a wrong turn and was driving through the neighborhoods and i was looking at a lot of the houses going wow this is so different than cuz i typically drive through albuquerque just because i'm in santa fe and i'm always going on my way to somewhere but it's uh, it's a pretty interesting place so a few months ago i was i noticed online that you had done something called gig magazine and tell me a little bit about gig so gig is my other love child i guess you can say another it's, love child <laughs> yeah it's a it's a music magazine and it's basically probably well it's published through blurb and of before, course of course great great publication uh the mag it's a magazine that is based around music and each issue is one band at one show there's no ads there's an interview and there's pictures and um contact information for the band and the venue and it's basically meant to help out the bands and the venues and connect the the the, all the different levels that put that show together from the fans to the promoters and outside of the led zeppelin t-shirt what is your connection to music uh my father was a harmonica player and i think that really struck me and has stayed with me i mean i played in the band in school and stuff but that never really captured on but I can't play the clarinet for the life of me, even though I played it for 12 years. But <laughs> My but, sister played clarinet. Yeah. I can't play anything either, so don't feel bad. So I, I think it's that way to – I've always had that connection with the music since, you know, growing up in a household where it was live. And um, so, yeah, it's – And was it, is Gig the first publication that you'd done? This way, yeah. I mean, I had done, you know, a few books here and there, but – 
doing a magazine type thing and making it kind of like a traditional magazine, but a one-off publication, you know, that blurb gives me the chance to do that. That's the first time I've done something like that. Yeah. And what's the response been from the bands? The bands are, you know, they're over the top with it. They, they, they love it. I'm getting comments from other bands saying, Hey, I want, you know, we want to be a part of it. And so it's been kind of overwhelming since I have all these other things going on. But, uh, do you ever the, see yourself making the jump at some point? At some point, I, you know, I don't know where it's going really. To be honest, I I'd like to see it go somewhere bigger because Albuquerque, like you said, is about to explode, and I think the music scene is going to be part of that for sure. There's a lot of talent here, so Un- unexpected question: young guitar player from Albuquerque named Ryan something. Does McGavern, that Gavern? I think it, it is. Yeah, yep. yeah. I heard him play down in. Oh man, Roswell! Yeah, at the UFO festival, a couple of years ago, he was. I loved it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen him in person, and he's definitely one of those on my list of of people to cover. He was good. Yeah, he's, yeah. There's like I said, there's a lot of amazing talent. I mean, I've covered bands that you know are now in touring in Italy and Switzerland, and I mean, it's just how cool great would it be to, see. to be the rock star? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, when I, it's funny. It was with a friend of mine uh, a couple of days ago who's a writer, but he was a guitar player for a very famous band. And I said to him, I said, look, people talk about being an actor or being this and that. I said, the coolest thing in the world is to think of yourself as like the lead singer of a rock band. That's just got to be the greatest thing in, in history. So when I did a post about you a couple of months ago, I asked you about inspiration and you gave me some very specifics. Most people honestly give it a little bit more vague things but you said these are some of the people that i really dig Where, yeah. who is who are these people well so there was a there's a guy named wasted talent that's what he goes by online and and he does a lot of stuff in brooklyn and uh it's just it's so different than new mexico and his his eye is amazing so that's that's one guy who really um I've, i look at his work there's a local named uh jesse littlebird okay he's he's a couple years younger than me um he's kind of has the same mindset as me as far as how pitchers look and should look for bands and and so he's been really great to work with i actually worked with him on on the one of the last issues and then there's um i can't remember Local guy, non-local yeah. guy. Uh, he was a local guy. He's passed away now. Um, oh, there's so many amazing people. Douglas there. Kent Hall, that's his name. And he shot the guys back in the 70s, you know, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, and stuff like that. But his stuff, that it really I pull a lot of inspiration from, for I'm, sure. I'm laughing only because our, our social media director at Blurb is named Kent Hall. <laughs> So I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to bring that name up. Yeah, next definitely. time I see him. <laughs> and what about um, any photographers sort of outside of the music genre or people that are take a step back and look at photography in a broader sense, whether it's Salgado or Annie Leibovitz or Avedon? I I tend to follow more of the fine art, uh, like uh, uh, just about anybody in in Fraction magazine. Oh, okay. Uh, that magazine. Um, that online magazine publication to me. Which is based where? In the ABQ. Surprisingly, yeah, right and here. And where I'm going right after I leave this interview, so, actually. But yeah, I mean, that magazine to me, what they, what David Bram puts in that and shows through that is, to me, 
it really shows me what photography can be. Don't you know? don't pump oh. him up too much. He'll get, his ego is just going to be out of control. No, it's true. He's taken that from from let's say humble beginnings, like everyone starts with, into something that's that's pretty amazing. It's gotten bigger and bigger. And to, when I leave here, I'm going to go interview him, and I'm curious to see how out of control it is now because I have a feeling he's. He could probably have a staff of half a dozen and still not keep up. Yeah, and I'm surprised he does it all by himself still, well, for the most part. So what's the best case scenario for you as moving forward as an artist? Like what, if you could, if I just told you there's no limitations, what what's going to happen? I see photography for me being a, uh, a retirement plan, an early retirement plan, but definitely a retirement plan. Something where at some point I can step back and just do whatever I wanted to do and not have to, I don't want to be the working photographer where I'm making a hustle just to take a picture. Um, so that's definitely the long-term goal for, for what I see my photography being. So what is the one thing that you need that you don't have? And that can be access. That can be time. It can be a, a physical item. What do you think? What is it? The one thing I don't have time and, uh, connections so it would be um, i would have to lean more towards the connections because that's for gig magazine and for some of the projects for my new mexico website connections is the one thing that you never can have enough of and i'll throw your your connection term into access yeah so and and the one thing that you need to get access is time Yep. <laughs> Typically. So those are pretty much intertwined. Yeah. I totally agree. I think time, when I ask that question to people, it doesn't matter what they do, who they are. Time is one of the few things. And it's a pretty interesting concept to think about. Uh, you know, we've kind of managed to fill every moment of every day with something. And mm-hmm. I think we threw that out as a cultural thing, as, as, as being something that's really good. But now as I'm 45 now, I kind of go, wait a minute, you know, I don't have that much time. So I need to like really utilize what I do have. So I, I think that's a, a common sentiment. Where do you, where are you going to be in five years? Are you still going to be in the ABQ? Definitely. I mean, maybe Santa Fe, but most we likely could be Albuquerque. Neighbors. Yeah. Hey, you <laughs> never know. Yeah. My wife's family is from Santa Fe. So that's always something that we're eyeing, but yeah. I like Albuquerque, and I definitely feel at home here. So, and what about uh, art-wise? In five years, are you going to branch out? Are you going to keep being doing being a photographer? Are you going to do more music? Um, definitely, I want to be doing more music, um, and hopefully, my New Mexico website has a little bit more stories put into it. But in five years, I hope to have a few more um, bigger labels that have come through here that I that I was able to shoot. That, that would be nice. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank it you. It was uh, great to finally connect with you after being on Twitter for God knows how long. <laughs> so I appreciate you taking the time, and I'm, I thank you for sharing your stories. Yeah, thank you.